Welcome, BitPickers, to Season 2, Episode 7 of BitPicking, the software engineering podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Greg. I'm Laura. Hi, Greg. Hi, Laura. Hi, Mark. Hey, very good. <laughs> this week, we talk about project management. Are project managers a necessary evil? Is Jira a necessary evil? And is my throbbing gland a necessary evil? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, guys, I want to talk about one of my favourite subjects in software development, which is project management. Cool. There is sort of a widely held opinion, I think it's fair to say, that Agile tries to throw away project managers and say, well, you don't really need these, or it happens in, in other ways. And uh, I've, you know, I sort of believe that, and I can see why that's true. Uh, but in doing the things that I do, I see that there are plenty of things that actually probably do require a project manager. That uh, you know, running a project is not just about writing stories and knocking them out, but you have to think about uh, resources, getting people on board, uh, thinking ahead to dependencies, things that you need, release timelines. You need to coordinate with other people. Uh, and these are all things that don't just happen by themselves. And I would venture, given a room full of developers, just don't happen. <laughs> so it seems to me like there's a role for project managers. Discuss. I think my, my first thought is, um, could the dev manager not do all of those things? Where, why are you leaning straight towards there's this additional role? Because I imagine the developers have some kind of leader stroke manager. Um, so what what is it that you don't think they could achieve? Uh, maybe that depends a bit on your organisation and, and who you've got in there. I mean, a, a dev manager might do different things depending on what kind of organisation you are. Yeah, I've known dev managers who were, who were dev managers in the sense of technical leads, yeah, rather than resource managers. I've known dev managers yeah. who are more purely resource managers and maybe more like a traditional project manager. I think traditionally you get the the dev manager is a a, a normal dev who's just progressed up through the ranks and they still want to do development, so they don't want to do the people stuff. They don't want to do the the scheduling and the. Well, then maybe management. they don't get to be a dev manager then. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> but I think, yeah, it's it's more like they have to split their time and it doesn't get done properly. And I'm firmly in the, you need a project manager as a project manager because I think someone's splitting their time between two roles. In my my experience, has never really worked out. But yeah, what but if, what if, and I'm playing a bit of devil's advocate here, but what if the role is, uh, the role of a dev manager is all the things that, we're now trying to group into project manager because uh, I guess the, the motivation I'm, I'm sort of coming from is the trade-off with having too many discrete roles and then suddenly the project manager is um, a bit of a scapegoat for all sorts of tasks and 
mm. you know and yeah, then yeah. and then you're splitting the responsibility and now the responsibility of uh, of achieving the business goals suddenly is no longer in the dev team it's in this project manager yeah you know and then there's problems that yeah that they're not as technical because it's quite good having the dev manager as the project manager because they understand the the dependencies and the the technical nuances whereas a project manager might not understand that and they might not prioritize i guess some of the stuff that's important to the dev team but so, also yeah, wouldn't swings around but a dev manager would generally be split across multiple projects right they'd yeah, be yeah. you know anywhere from i don't know 3 to 50 projects yeah so that's true I hope not 50. Poor, poor person. That's maybe, quite a lot. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what size of an Excel spreadsheet does that, <laughs> do, do they have? <laughs> How many tabs? Imagine yeah. that. Uh, so I think, I think there are times when it's useful to have someone who is focused on a particular project. And again, depending on the size of your project and, and the complexities of it. Yeah. When, you, when it comes to things like dealing with external customers... Uh, and, and other organisations, you know, there's often quite a lot of communication overhead required. To mm. I mean, I am my my actual position is that I am incredibly anti project management as a distinct role. I don't know where I got that from, but I really do. When I see it, I do sort of tend to um, think that there is it's a smell of some other problem, which I'm not quite sure what what the other problem is, and maybe I'm a bit prejudiced against project managers now or something like that <laughs> but i really am like averse to them why i'm, I'm trying to understand what, what have they done um, to you <laughs> I, I think because of what i sort of alluded to earlier that I, I i feel like that then means that other people or other roles i should say um tend to just not get involved in it and i think mm. it's the responsibility of everyone to care about when things are going to get done and to make sure they understand the context and the dependencies so i see project management as more of a a skill than a role and some people are really good at it and maybe therefore can fill an entire role with just doing it and other people aren't and they should be coached um and also i've been on a on a successful team with multiple projects where there were zero project managers yeah so i've sort of evidently seen it work, working yeah. but without, i think you know? i mean i think we've been fortunate you and I to be in an environment where the business was you know overall understood agile processes and kind of got that conversely some of the things I'm doing now I find myself trying to do things in an agile way in a organization that in reality is not doesn't get it you know (laughs) is is, is not agile Um, and wants you to be providing your updated budget budget spreadsheets every month to show your resource spend and all these i mean it's not to say budgets are anti-agile right? so don't don't mm-hmm. get me wrong but, yeah, yeah. but the process the, the the process is generally one that predates mm. agile methodologies right and it is you know forecasts and budgets and yeah. um and you know weekly status you know rag yeah. ratings and all those kind of things What's a rag rating? Red, a red amber, amber green. Red amber green. Yeah. Yes, of course. So you know, and in that context, it you know, it's quite difficult for me because I'm like, well, I'm not quite, I'm not used to doing this, this stuff. I don't really want to do this stuff. I've got better things to be doing with my, my time. Yes, but, I'm in the same camp. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, now I've got a project manager, um, and like that's a 
good thing, but now I'm thinking it's a good thing for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I was going to say, it comes down to the sort of person you are. So I'm, I'm, I'm useless at, like, calendars, scheduling. I can do it. I'm not a stupid person some, most of the time. <laughs> but I just dislike it. It's not my... It's not what I choose to put my time into. I'd rather put my time into my skills I have, which I enjoy doing. And maybe you're the same. But there are other people, like Greg's saying, if you can do that and it's something that you think is just, you know, I can do that and I can do it well, then you wouldn't want someone else doing it because it's just another level of autonomy that you lose. But I've, I've had project managers and as soon as I've had them in, in the projects I've worked on, my, my life's been better. <laughs> I should name drop them, but I won't. <laughs> but they are really awesome. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think you know, there, there are good project managers. And generally, yeah. the good project managers are people that understand the technical details of yes, what you're doing. they get it, yeah. Um, because there is an overhead of you go through, you have a meeting, you discuss something, you agree something, and then the project manager says, okay, what, what did you just agree? You know, yeah. and you explain, they go, well, what does that mean? So you end up having to go through all these steps to get it yes. across to someone who's yeah. not necessarily technical. Yeah, and why is this first in the... Yeah, why in this order? But, yeah. you know, you know you have to put something first yeah. and they don't get that maybe. And that's, yeah, where the, the slowness comes from. Yeah. I wonder but, if my position yeah. comes from a lifetime of bad project managers then. It, it could be. Because what you're describing yeah. In, yeah. In, in the sort of negative example is really all I've really seen, yeah. I suppose. Well, yeah. I, I think you're just in denial about the fact that Product owners are just. Oh, I'm definitely not in denial about that. <laughs> uh, no, I. Mm, that's a different episode. That's a good point. I was going to say that's a good crossover. Yeah. Because I answer that in the sense that I'm not a fan of product owners anymore. <laughs> uh, but whether product owners are just product project managers in disguise. I think there might be. Uh, I think the problem is that they are, and that's why the product owner role should die a very slow and painful death. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Wow, we started 2020 but, with a bang. No. <laughs> <laughs> now I've sort of had 30 seconds to think about it because I think that's the problem because you put a product owner into the team and they end up becoming the project manager because nobody really wants to do project management. It could be, yeah. And then they fail because they're probably not skilled to be project managers and yet that's what the team is expecting of them and then they push back and then there's fighting and then you have to get hr involved and (laughs) (laughs) is that just what a project product product owner is is a skilled product uh, project manager it's like a a project (laughs) a pm plus plus kind of thing is that it could be i mean we, we we did go through a long period of trying to um work out what product owner was this is many years ago now and at one point the job was advertised as agile project manager Mm. Um, and then we ended up getting non-technical project managers which is why it wasn't very successful Mm. so then we pivoted the role to product owners hired more technical post-technical I suppose people into it so um, ex-developers and then it was quite successful. So I'm not sure what that's saying. Mm, I've had unskilled um, PMs before, and it it was like palpable, 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 palpable. Palpatine. <laughs> I don't. Let's not start. Let's not. Maybe that's that's later. We'll talk about Star Wars. Um, uh, yeah, but 
where they weren't that skilled and it was palpable that they didn't have the respect of the team and that was quite sad really because they were just trying to do their best and they were really keen and you know they had a spreadsheet for everything as you were saying the spreadsheets that they love but yeah they just couldn't get that respect from the team and therefore you know because they didn't understand what the team were saying it was quite deeply technical as well what they were talking about something quite old school so um yeah that cannot go so well The, the, I mean, the, the other problem, and I suppose why project managers are sort of seen as being anti-agile is almost certainly their top priority is to hit a date. Get a Gantt chart in there. To get a Gantt chart. And <laughs> it's hit, a Gantt and, chart. And it's a, a waterfall. <laughs> An agile tries to kind of say, well, you, you're not going to have a date. You know, yeah. Right. <laughs> I try not to say it'll be ready when it's ready, but, you know, there's an aspect of that. Um yeah, and that's what kind of makes it difficult is yeah. people put project managers in to say, I wonder, how do I stop this slipping? But it's kind of like, we want certainty. It's, it's, the, yeah. it's the wrong way to do it. Yeah. It's the wrong way to go about it. Um, you know, rather than asking, well, what can we cut in order to make sure we hit the date or mm. you know, any other way that you might be able to just get some value out the door quicker yeah. rather than how can I make this lump of work which is always growing because it never shrinks, right? Yeah, it's yeah. always growing. How can I make that fit into a smaller and smaller yeah. space? And that's. But this is, I mean, this is opening up those parts of my brain that I tried to hide. <laughs> because that's why, in many ways, the product owner role became fashionable. Because project managers were not the right type of person for an agile development team. Because they did that type of thing. Whereas a product owner... Although they had the same responsibilities of to, to deliver things and whatnot, they didn't take that approach, mm. you know, and they were, yeah. you know, sort of more uh, coached or trained in the way that that team wanted to work. So why why uh, don't you want to get a product owner, Mark, instead of a project manager? <laughs> that's a, that's that, the key question. No, that's a, that's, a, that's a different philosophical question. <laughs> My, my my beef with product owners is not about the role of the product owner. It's about the person that is the product owner. But that's another. <laughs> because, because, because if I can if I can just tap gently on that on that subject without going full episode on it, because the original intent of a product owner was to be someone who is an expert yes. in the in the product, and so anyone in the organisation who had knowledge of the of the product and or vision for the product could be a product owner, uh, but actually mm. they've just become agile project managers. We have project managers doing product owner roles, not product specialists. I think. No, I, I think <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I think the product owner role became a project manager role. Yeah, I think yeah. we've solved this one. Yeah, I think, I think tick, we can tick, just tick, tick that one. <laughs> well, the... I, I mean, I think Mark's original point was should there be a project manager at all whether we call them product owners yeah. or project managers does should an, ag need, does an yeah. agile or even a, just a non-agile software team require mm. are, are they enhanced by the existence of somebody doing project management do you think it's the case i mean this is like a sweeping generalization here which is oh not we're all go about down. the sweeping it's generalization not go down well. <laughs> do you think because i mean i'm not i'm not being mean here because i was a developer and it definitely wasn't on my set of priorities to like time box everything i did it was it was all very exciting and you could you know how long is a piece of string i could do this 
this task and do it to the nth degree um, and I could rework it and refactor it and change it and, and keep going on it. But obviously a project manager will not, you know, want me to do that. So is there, is there like the, you know, are most developers not going to be good at project management? Are they, is that why we need one? Oh, well, I, I think definitely. Yeah. I, I think I'm living proof of that. I am, you know? yeah. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> now I'm, I'm in a role where that actually becomes part of my job. I've proven that I'm not very good at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, because my brain just doesn't really work in that. No, mine doesn't. Yeah. That way. Yeah. Um, uh, in a way which I find a bit frightening, actually, and just deviate for, for a second. But I think you sort of mentioned <laughs> Point it. Point proven. But you mentioned it about scheduling. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you deviating off the deviation. <laughs> but you, you mentioned about like scheduling. And you're like, well, I, I, I you know, of course I can do it. I'm, I'm not an idiot, but I, like, <laughs> my brain doesn't really fire when I... And yeah. for me, it's the same with with Gantt charts and plans yeah, yeah. And, and, and resource plans yeah. and, and budgets and things like that. It's like when you push the, the two same poles of a magnet together. Yeah. It's like my face just won't look at the screen. No. I can't <laughs> exactly. get it to work. I'm just like, I won't look at it. Yeah. Don't make me. Yeah, my brain just doesn't, it just doesn't click. Yeah, my brain I'm like, turns around. Well, I can see it. I understand all the numbers. and I, I, I understand the concepts. Yeah, I get the concept. I just I don't want don't, to do it. I can't get my brain into a gear to actually figure out. I think you're better at that, I think, Greg. Yeah. I think you... you you're you do red. that, for, I mean, you are um, you are the king of engineering <laughs> metrics, right? So. Yes, I am known to to have some Excel skills, but I sort of approached it differently because I just thought I'm going to do as minimum possible. I guess I got tired. I did go through the fights very early on in my career, didn't win any of them about not doing it. So then, <laughs> sort of decided I'm just going to do the minimum amount possible, and then fell to in get, love with to it. get it out the way. Oh no, I definitely didn't fall in love with it. And now I seem to have got quite a nice strategy of. Uh, of being able to say all the right words without doing any work. <laughs> <laughs> and still, you reached the promised land. <laughs> maybe. We're but obviously I, well, still on the way. I mean, obviously I'm in different teams now, but it, it's it's not been a problem for my last few teams. Like I don't produce Gantt charts. I don't produce people plans. Try not to say resource because that's um, not acceptable these days. Uh, yeah, it just hasn't been a thing. But I think I've been lucky in that respect because I do hear, obviously, of, of other people who spend most of their time just building plans of mm. when things are going to get done rather than actually doing the thing that needs to get done. I think I think that's in my past jobs where the project manager lost the respect of the team is where they just did plans to the nth degree. And there's got to be a middle ground, hasn't there? Because if you're just doing plans and plans and every time some little thing changes the Gantt chart or changes in it or everything shoves along or... You know, everything has to be Gantt charted. And I, I wonder if it's. A, um, I wonder if it's when you have a personality type where you have to. It's going to sound wrong, but you have to be correct, and I don't mean in an arrogant way. Mm. But if you're going to do something, you want it to be exact, and like therefore, if you're going to produce a Gantt chart or you know a project plan, you want it to to be right yeah but you also know that you can't possibly get it right because you also hold the belief yeah. of agile at the same time and therefore you know your brain explodes and mm -hmm. and you say oh, i can't do it <laughs> yeah you know whereas if you're like this is going to be wrong so if i just spend the minimum amount of effort on it to make yeah. it passable <laughs> because i know that in a week's time will something change. will have happened yeah. that yeah. will you know uh i think that's fair yeah. isn't it because yeah if you've got your next six months work planned out specifically exactly what you're going to do is 
yeah, it's kind of boring for a developer, isn't it? You want a little bit of creative wiggle room. You don't want someone to say, look, this is all your work for the next whatever, and it's this is specifically how much time you're going to spend on it. And I've actually found some uh, a, a, a bigger proportion of people than I would expect who do like to work like that. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if it's because that's what what they are used to. Yeah. But certainly in the in the last team I had, that's what they wanted. They wanted maybe not told how long it would take, but the sort of the agile um, sort of opinion that everyone wants to be part of planning and it's this big group exercise and mm. you know I, some people don't I, want that. I no, and I, and I think a lot more people than I. Mm. It's responsibility, expected, isn't it? Know, and they would rather just open up Jira and. Uh, other tools are available and just have a list of stuff have list. some understanding on whether it's you know oh i should be getting this done in the next few hours or i've got a few days to work yeah. on this you know and then just go through it just having like a backlog of stuff to go through that's yeah. just next take the next card kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. So, I can um, see. yeah. that's a lovely segue to talking about jira <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> i do have well, one don't... other point though on the okay carry on well just because we're talking as if like as if it's um an unmovable rock you Which, know when the higher ups ask for a project plan like we always accept it and say right okay well i'm, I'm gonna have to supply this so, <laughs> yeah. and if i don't want to supply it myself i need to get another role mm. in and then we have the debate about product owners and project managers what happens to the no we're not gonna do this you know, we don't believe this is valuable. Like, why does the request that comes in to require it, you know, have is unmovable? You know, I, I think that depends on the organisation. Depends where you are, how big the organisation is, and where you are in it. And you know, it, it can be very difficult. I think in a bigger organisation where you are one of many projects. To be the one. To be the one. The one. Yeah. You know. And you can say no, but ultimately someone is still expecting you to supply a slide for the deck. <laughs> yes. The, the, the exec review. It'll be ready when it's ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so I, I don't think, I, I think you're, is that a classic problem of trying to be a, a small bubble of agile in a bigger organisation mm. that isn't, and how do you interface with everyone else? when they expect you to but you can't change the whole place in one no one go i think there's um what i've always thought is that um that that position of of everything needs to be planned out and there's a you know a gantt we keep calling it the gantt chart but what that <laughs> represents like where's that taught because everybody seems to hold that as the default position and therefore the other position of kanban or scrum or whatever mm. Um, where you don't have those things, but you're still making progress. That's the that's the rebel position. Yeah. Where where were we taught all this? I was never taught what a Gantt chart was. You just accept it. Yeah. yeah you just come you in just, and accept that's the way you just handed it. So if I, so if I go against this, I'm. You know. But you sort of work backwards. What people want is predictability. Yes. They want to know, and especially when you're at an exec level, you want to know that I've spent X amount of dollars and I've got Y for it. Mm. So it's got to add up, hasn't it? Somehow yeah, at the end know, of and, the day, and time is yeah. money. So if it takes six months longer than you predicted, that's a lot more money than you, you expected to spend. So, you know, 
I, I want to know that. And therefore, if I'm starting here, sorry, listeners, I'm miming. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, go just imagine my hands out in front of me like I'm Peter robot Crouch man. doing a robot. Um, uh, so, if, you know, if, if, I, if I start at this point and I want to spend this much money, it's going to have to end at this point. Uh, yeah, okay, good. Right. And, and so someone says, well, how can I make sure it ends at that point? Well, I'm just going to plot all the tasks out on a big chart and see that it adds up to that. What, the, I feel the, like the, you've the, still started at the position of there's fixed cost and fixed scope. Yeah, I, I'm saying that that like as as a uh, an executive in the organisation, that's what I want. That's what I want. I do want that. Right. And agile is agile is not about fulfilling what people want. It's about <laughs> it's about reflecting. It's about reflecting the reality of software development, isn't it? And it's saying actually you're not going to get what you want, but because that's where people start. That's what it's, yeah, that, yeah, that's so, people's natural instinct is to is to try and satisfy that. Is, is it, Agile yeah. tells you that you can't. But I think that's what I, I think that's way. exactly what I'm saying. So the natural instinct yeah. is let's let, add, show me a plan. Add the yeah. Here's a million pounds. Yeah. Here's a thing that I want. Show me how it all fits together. Is it giving them the end date so you know when it's going to end? But the stuff in the middle may change all the way through, and you'll get something at the end. That's profitable. Well, that, yeah, I mean that would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, hopefully. I, I mean, I'm reminded of um, we were talking about this just before we started recording this documentary on um, Netflix called Abstract, which is about creative people. One episode per uh, creative person. It's a really cool profile. But one of them was on the uh, Instagram product designer, like head of product design. I think mm. it was something like that. And he was tasked with the logo, which is what we were joking about, redesigning the logo. And he said to the owner of Instagram, I forget his name, but basically, um, okay, you need to give me three months and you won't hear from me yeah. in three months. And somehow he, he was, was allowed able to do that. Allowed yeah. to do it. It's and crazy. I was like, what? And even the owner said, I just couldn't believe it. You know, I want I was expecting it to happen last a week. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so so what happened? How come this head of product design person was able to convince this exec to throw away his expectations you know i think in this case was was the designer quite a famous designer so this is like the was case he famous of, at that point though i'm not sure but know, is this but like the same thing where bt get their logo designed after three million pounds or something whatever it was it's just a circle because it's, it's the same it was the same with instagram we were talking yeah. earlier that it's just a gradient and yeah. it was like wow about 500 iterations of but it's what the gradient grad- represents yes <laughs> It was, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, how how did he get how did he get that time? How there's, a, but there's but there, I mean, there's also like, did it really happen like that? I tend to think these, docu- yeah, these yeah, documentaries exactly. kind it of make it sound like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I went in there and I said, yeah, give me this, and they went, all right then. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. actually, we there had was, fifty other projects. There was the probably a whole email trail going backwards and forwards for weeks debating <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, and, exactly. and even though this guy wasn't in touch, you know, his his, his project manager probably was. Right? There's <laughs> yeah. a project manager there going, oh my god, tell me what's going on because I need to report status back yeah. to the. Uh, well, the, the only way I could reconcile it in my head against my own you know, experience was that there was just loads of money. That Instagram just had so much money. They just like, they don't were care. Just like, okay, yeah. if just that's what it you takes, can, yeah. you know, um, because I'm sort of thinking about the complexity of Instagram and the complexity of the software that I work on and they're, you know, orders of magnitude bigger than we are, yet we still get stuff done. Mm. So I was like, well, if I had all the money in the world or the money that they had, 
I'd probably say, yeah, okay, go on, spend three months. It's a bit of a right. pet project, yeah. wasn't it? Maybe? Yeah, exactly it was like, right. didn't need to be yeah. done. It was just yeah. like, go and amuse <laughs> yeah, exactly. yourself and just, yeah, okay, three months. It's kind, It'll make a good story later on, yeah. like kind of thing. So I can see Mark's point, and I think it is about the constraints that, you know, when, when you're under some constraint, which is normally financially driven, you do want some certainty. And then it's very easy to get to a Gantt mm. chart from that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I can. I can't see it, but I don't like it. So we were going to talk about Jira. Yes. Can I talk about Jira? Go, go for it. Can I talk about Jira? Um, actually, I'm not quite sure what I want to talk about. I'm just going to end up ranting or, or not. Given all that, you know, Jira is a... And I, I say Jira because I think Jira is the tool that most people either it's have used... It's a bit like Byron now, isn't it? Used. It, it yeah. is, yeah. It's, it's, it's the hoover of the... Software development world. Right? <laughs> um, so yeah, because Byro is the real one. So I've got that wrong. Because Bic is the Bic is the oh yeah, Bic is the Byro of the oh, yeah yeah. Anyway. Was it, was it, was it, was it Mr. Byro that invented it? Wasn't it Bic? Or was it Mr. Bic that invented it? I can't I remember. Don't know. This is going to bug mm. me now. We need a uh, right. Buxton's fact checking. Yeah. 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 We'll jump in. We'll insert something in there. Um, so you know. To get back on on some sort of point, (laughs) you know, Jira is ubiquitous across software development. Um, It is the place where everything happens. People spend um, a lot of time and money and resource on customizing Jira, um, you know, modeling workflows in Jira. Uh, All communication goes through Jira. Mm. Is that right? And is it Confluence as well? And Confluence. Because that, that, that's part of the suite, isn't it? Yeah. Because I mean, I haven't used Jira for a number of years, but I have used Confluence recently and just was so frustrated with it. It yeah. just did not work for me at all. It was, I mean, I wanted it to work, but it's just so hard to use, really hard to use. I just couldn't find my way around it. Like I couldn't find what I put and in that's it. That's surprising because I think it's quite good. Ah. But maybe that's because I've used it. Maybe this is the thing. It's so get, different. You, you You're learn. a red, and I'm a I'm a green, <laughs> or whatever it is. I think yeah. I'm sort of somewhere in the middle, which yeah. is which is that I was very comfortable using it, and then it changed Maybe that's a little while ago. Yeah. Uh, and actually, at the time, I was using two different instances: one which was uh, Atlassian Cloud, and one which was self-hosted by someone. So they were two different versions mm-hmm. of Confluence. So every time I switched from one to the other, I didn't know where the buttons were because they yeah. they kept moving around. Um, I don't. I don't mind Confluence, hmm. um, but Jira, my, my beef with Jira uh, is particularly where it's been heavily customized. And you know, what I'm thinking about is the fact that um, you know using an instance of Jira where it's been heavily customized to fit a workflow, which is trying to make things systematic, which I get. You know, so it's things like checklists. Hmm. When I move it from this card from this column to that column. Hmm. I need to have ticked the, you know, we've written unit tests or we've, we've done the documentation, done yeah, documentation yeah. or yeah, this kind of stuff. Uh, and actually it's, uh, in my book, it's counterproductive because now like the, the, the Jira boards that I'm responsible for are a bit of a mess because things are in columns, not because that's where they belong, but just because I haven't figured out what things I need to tick in order oh, to no. move it to a different... <laughs> To a different column, <laughs> uh, which is extremely frustrating, uh, you know. And it, 
I'm a massive fan of physical cards on a physical mm. board for managing those kind of workflows. Um, you know, but again, I can see why people have done it because they're trying to put some kind of systemic process in place. So is that... Don't know, where do you sit on that? I, I think it's a bit like project managers. If you get a bad one, it can totally ruin your experience of project managers for life. Because I think Jira, um, I, I had this phrase many years ago, but it's like an everything bucket. Like you could configure it to do anything. At the place I'm at now, they tried to do it for asset management. So they had a project and each issue was another piece of uh, hardware within the business. And then it went through a flow of purchased and delivered and you know checked in and all that stuff. So that then came with it a whole bunch of custom fields. So custom workflow, custom fields. And apparently it worked. But, I mean, what a mess in, internally. Um, so I've just gone through a process of tidying all that up and just ripping it all out to make it more sane. And I just think that when, when because it's a tool that's so infinitely configurable, um, people think that they can set it all up, like you say, like, all oh, right, well, we'll put this process in it and we'll put <laughs> this restriction and this transition and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's just meant it's, it gets a terrible reputation there. Yeah. And you then start layering on top things like service desk for external customer tickets yeah, and yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff as well. But I am, I'm actually a fan, not, not strictly of Jira, but I am a fan of the visualization of this stuff. And you're right, cards on a board is a very easy way to achieve that. But again, where I am now, when I started, there was nothing written down anywhere. So I had no idea like, who was doing what at any given moment. And I've, I went through a bit of a, I don't want to say it's an existential crisis, <laughs> but I was like, what well, does that, but if I bring something in, does that make me a micromanager? Well, <laughs> yeah, does that yeah, make me yeah. controlling because I don't want them to work on anything unless it's got a, a representation in our tool of choice, which yeah. happens to be Jira. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I knew it. You know, so for like weeks, I was like, I don't know whether this is, am I going the right way here? <laughs> you know, when you start with it, it's quite easy to just keep going with it. But I was thinking... You know, these these are professional people. Do I really want to be introducing mm. a limitation on what they're working on? And then I realised they were all working on bollocks. So I thought, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we we got to have something. <laughs> on the plus side, you got some sweet Bitcoin mining going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but this, so this is an important point actually about project management as a whole, which is trust. Yeah. Which is because project managers, you know, the the classic. Yeah, uh, vision of a project manager is someone coming in saying, "What are you doing now? What are you doing now? What are you doing now? Yeah. Are you working on this? Are you working on that? When are you going to be done with that?" There's a sweet spot, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. So, because as a dev, you want you want it to be entrusted that you are yeah. doing the right thing and you are going the right way. Mm. Um, but there's the other end, which is you you do need a bit of a steer. Yes. Yeah. And you do need someone to have a bit of oversight as to what you're what you're doing and what yeah. you're working on but ultimately the the developer is a, an expert in what they're doing hopefully mm. and that they should have a bit of license and autonomy to to say well i'm gonna spend the extra hour on that task or whatever w would you say they need some project management skills <laughs> <laughs> they need some but i think yeah it's it's a balance isn't it like i said there's a sweet spot and going back going back to jira um these things where you have like all these ultra customizations it can stop people questioning you know does it need to change or 
you know, has it been done right in the first place? Because once it's set, it's set, isn't it? Usually people don't, people come and go and they don't change it. So you come in and you just sort of get assimilated (laughs) into into that way of working and you never really question it. Um, Yeah, so it could be quite dangerous maybe in a way. There's like no innovation goes on. There's no questioning whether it's the right thing to do. I don't know if that's what you found. But then, well, I suppose my thought as well is that actually some of this isn't really about project management, but it's setting out good practices within a Mm. dev team for making sure you're hitting the right targets and whether you use things like sprint goals you know Mm. um or it's just in things like retrospectives or demos Mm. or whatever it may be how do you as a team make sure you're still uh working towards what you should be rather than you know messing about although i'd say you know as a developer and i do this myself you always convince yourself that whatever you're working on is uh, absolutely required important, in order to important. get to the yeah. to the end goal well yeah it just won't work unless i unless i <laughs> my know, integral piece gold plate this yeah. yeah yeah this is my masterpiece <laughs> that i have created yeah, the big unveiling yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> i mean there is that theory no, it's not theory but there is that thing isn't there where i don't know the pithy phrase about it but something like a you know a deadline makes you work harder or something you know like the, the just saying that there's a date that people have to work to is a great motivator um so maybe that's maybe that's the the secret value of a project manager is just that you've got someone to set these dates and i'm interested in that psychology actually because i've experienced that from both sides like uh or i've experienced being given a deadline and knowing that it's not a real deadline yes yeah it's just like well, purposely yeah that, well, rebelling against it because you knew it wasn't it. real yeah but then there's but then there is a you know, given a real deadline you know i you go right i've got to get this done yeah, now yeah. i've got to got to get i feel like the project right. management police are going to come knocking yeah and they're going to say don't give away our secrets yeah. they're always real <laughs> <laughs> don't say anything other yeah. than they're real <laughs> There really is some really hard, you know. Um, I'm also... Yeah, yeah, exactly, not, not yeah. the, the, the other thing I'm really interested in, t- talking about documentaries, because um, you ever seen one of those kind of documentaries where they go, and so we only had three days oh. in which to launch the rocket. <laughs> yeah. And then like suddenly so magically, like, you know, and it's it's all like, it all starts going to wrong. To the 11th hour. Yeah, and then it's and then like, like suddenly, oh, yeah. so there we were and we had, we had 12 hours left yeah. and suddenly... There was a massive fire and all the stuff burned, but we kind of got together. <laughs> I don't, like, have you ever been in a situation like that? I, I don't know. Like, no. I've, I've, I've never been in a situation where magically, with a deadline rockets. looming and things going wrong everywhere, that yeah. suddenly it all just came together. Yeah. And it, uh, like, I, I, uh, no, not personally. I, I think e- either there's some magic ingredient that, that, that we're missing. That sounds like every school run to me, basically. <laughs> not, in my, not in my professional life, but at like 8.29 <laughs> every morning. That's like, it's all gone wrong. There's no clothes on anybody. There's food everywhere. There's, there's just chaos. And then at 8.30, we're suddenly all ready. Yeah. <laughs> like, ready to leave the house. Sorry, carry on. It's fine. I mean, just tangent. I, 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 just, I just wonder not... what I'm missing. I'd love to be in one of those situations where it's like, yeah, we did it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think what really happens is, I mean, there probably are situations like that, but I think what happens when you look like you're not going to hit a deadline is you start communicating that fact. So the other party, it's a bit like a negotiation, they start lowering their expectations. And then all that happens is at some point you meet and then you think, right, okay. And then you, you meet this lower expectation 
And then everyone's like, yeah, we did it. Yeah, well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I reckon if you looked yeah. back, you'd realise yeah. that you haven't done the thing yeah. you were going to do. Yeah. You've yeah. done some other version of it. Yeah. Um, but convinced yourself that you've, you know what I mean? You get this sort of dysfunctional <laughs> thing, don't you, where, you know, you aim for a certain number of story points, but actually you can pick and choose the easy stuff to put in. And then you're like, ah, oh, okay, right, we hit that. Let's go for the same number again. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, because you want an easy life. Yeah. 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 That's it. Start low. Start one. low. And then you go, <laughs> yeah. and you go one way. One way. Yes. Absolutely. Well, I think we've got quite a divided opinion there. So I think you both think that project managers are a useful addition, whereas I'm still on the not so sure bench i'm not sure i said useful <laughs> they they're useful me. to you <laughs> to stop you having to do it Nece- necessary yes <laughs> yeah that's exactly that, that is exactly <laughs> it. I'm quite openly that is that is it whereas i'm still ner- nervous about their introduction and the other impacts they have on other areas so i'm, I'm not i'm not with you yet mm. in in an ideal world you you wouldn't or at least in an ideal world they wouldn't project manage in the way that they project manage right i still i still maintain and i think it's an important point and one that we don't think about enough but there is a real world of uh resources and budgets and and other stuff that goes around making sure a project happens that isn't just writing software Mm. um and therefore if you know, if you as a developer or a development manager or a product owner or whatever are not uh, uh, good at doing those things, you probably do need someone to fill in those gaps for you. Like the conduit between two different conduit. worlds. Yeah. That sounds quite paranormal. Yeah. <laughs> like a medium. <laughs> like a seance. Yeah, like a seance <laughs> on a crystal ball. Uh, which is pretty much as uh, like the best way you can arrive at a date for a project, pretty, to be honest. Pretty much. Have a, have how we've always done it. <laughs> see what the Ouija board says uh, tea leaves so uh, yeah so I, I think they're a bit of a necessary evil in, in, in that way I mean yeah if you want to hide that from the realities of the business from the team yeah go for it <laughs> but it's like it's like I mean I, I'm also hiding the realities of the plumbing from the team right <laughs> you know, well, I think like, this is more pertinent hiring hiring a plumber I think it's right? more because pertinent for the developer to know how much they're costing on the project than to just have it in a spreadsheet that someone in the other side of the office manages. Maybe, but a developer knows, surely knows how much they're getting they're getting paid. Maybe that maybe what's important <laughs> is they know that how much how much everyone else is getting paid. <laughs> hmm, that'd be interesting. Okay. No, but I don't. I mean, I know I may disagree on it on how uh, how much it should be a specific role, but I certainly agree that that stuff should be exposed and top of mind more often than it is these days should we uh should we train developers on like business matters like that do you think i think it always helps to understand business it's one of those things that everyone asks what should you what are your top skills for if you want to work in software or ux and it's always like soft skills and business skills i think being commercially aware yeah. Because that's what it comes down to. Like you say, there's always that other world of numbers and time and dates and deadlines that you kind of have to play by. It's just business, isn't it? It's just no one's in it just for fun. No. Well, really. my socialist Why would you go gland is throbbing now. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> 
What a line. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, why are we playing up to those capitalist pigs? <laughs> yeah, let's train everyone on how to make money and, you know, shit on the poor and stuff like that. That's kind of not what I meant. <laughs> you but a I'm, socialist gland. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I've never heard that before. Is that because that everyone know. gets a piece of it? Or, <laughs> I'm trying to work out which part Open. of the body this is. <laughs> My biology isn't good. <laughs> oh, I think we should leave it there. Another episode. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> All right. Until next time, uh, you can tweet us at bitpicking. Otherwise, we will see you on the next episode. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, Mark. Oh, she's done it again. Oh, I'm left out this time. <laughs> I deserve it. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. I can never get this Thank time. you. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. <laughs> Bye. 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 Greg? No, wrong. Is that your new name? Wrong. <laughs> wrong. wrong. No, sorry, ah, wrong. Ah. <laughs> wrong Hepworth. <laughs> wrong, wrong. It's like a cowboy name. <laughs> wrong Hepworth. Say something like that and find out what part of my body <laughs> <laughs> is throbbing. <laughs> yeah.